So how about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? I mean, I wrote a song last night. Uh, oh, really? It, I didn't. I wrote a song just now. Uh, so how about this? The podcast where the points don't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is my co-host. Uh, I'm Alan Dempsey. And I'm a guy, but who the hell are you? Uh, I am Rafiq Shaheen, and we have a fantastic comic with us today. He's a headliner from Boston to Florida the master of crowd work and all sorts of wonderful things. Put your hands together for the fantastic <laughs> Chris Gorgeous. He, he laughed in incredulity when you said master of crowd work. He was like, oh, okay. He wasn't in the villages last night with me. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah. It was interesting evening. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in. Okay. Well, explain what I'm looking at. Uh, so a napkin? That's a napkin. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a napkin. Thank you. I have been, for the last 45 minutes, been staring at this thing on what this is This is going to be so easy. Dude. <laughs> what is it? That's a pen. <laughs> ding, ding. I know the points don't matter, but you've got a million points already. Uh, so we did a thing online where we posted up kind of like an AMA on Reddit and let people ask questions about comedy, yeah. uh, things that you know they wanted to know about the industry or what have you. Why I'm and, not Dane uh, Cook. I mean, uh, why aren't we all Dane Cook? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a deeper philosophical question than we have time for. It's real simple. No more MySpace. That's the oh, answer. Okay. <laughs> that was really his thing, wasn't it? It, it was certainly just, was. I, I, why aren't we? It's just we're all high as fuck. Why aren't we all? Da- why aren't we all Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> I could be. Just a little practice. Just a little practice. <laughs> I will say this about Dane Cook. Like, mm. there's there's something about his level of, like, effort that he put into being, like, out there. Like, yeah. putting himself out there that, like, a lot of people yeah. in our industry have overlooked. The because grind. Of, right? Because I remember, like, somebody, f- like, filmed him in New York. Like, this is, like, way back at the start of, like, fucking YouTube phase of things. Mm-hmm. Filmed him, like, on the street. Like, Bussing, like showing people, oh. like, hey, there, here's a show coming up that I'm gonna be at, in, like the fucking Gotham or whatever, yeah. and just l- put himself out there. And it's like, this is a dude who at the time was selling out like arenas. Have you done shows in in the city yet in New York? No. Uh, when you do shows I in the want. city, <laughs> typically what happens, unless you're some big famous person, they they're they're bringer shows. That's what they are. Yep. And uh, and they give you a stack of those cards, and you have to go out and bring some people to that show. Even if, even if you're like somebody like Dane Cook, not like, so much. I don't know what level he was at that point. Okay. It may have been part grind, but it's part of the deal. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. I, so, like <laughs> I heard that about like open mics and shit like that yeah, up yeah. there. But did like, I ever talk about my open mic experience in New York? Uh, not on the, the podcast. one time I performed. Are you sure? So this is which just, club? It was called New York Comedy Club. I have no idea. You know it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'm with friends on a trip to New York. We. And wait, while you I'm out, be there. I'm, I'm assuming. No, you no, want I, to be no, there. no, I did. I, I like New York. He's like, I want to Wyoming. <laughs> we went to New York. I hate my friends. He's like, I, I just wanted to I see wanted flat to be, plains. I wanted to be on Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> biggest, not, city, biggest city in the world. We get a wee out of him. That's what we got out of him. I like this guy. Hi, I'm Alan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <You're> um, <laughs> so, uh, 
So you know, oh, while I'm there, let's let's uh, sign me up for an open mic. That'll be yeah. fun Wait, to do. So they suggested you. No, didn't, this was me. You did it. On, yeah, yeah. To yourself. It was like we're here's what we're doing Monday. To yeah. you know, one. Of, I go, hey guys, let's see if I can do an open. You know, yeah. I can actually do an open mic in New York. That'll be great. Right. It, it'll be a, the thing we do that night. Sure. You know. So we get there, maybe a little early, but pretty much on time. Mm-hmm. And I'm told it's an open mic. It's one of those you have to bring X amount of people open mics. Right. So I, what was the number, by the way? I, I want to say four, four. which yeah, happened to be a standard. My group, you know, yeah. like okay, perfect. I have four people. Let's go. I had two people, <laughs> and I had to go try to find two people. Oh God! Yeah. I'm like, really? So <laughs> it was this New York Comedy Club? Uh, no, Stand Up New York. Okay. Mm. So we get in there, and the show should have started, and we are watching the tail end of people doing a stand up like. Uh, what would you even call it? Would like you an like improv like thing? Competition? Or like no, like uh, we're doing stand-up for each other and then critiquing each other's sets. Oh, a oh, workshop. Like a, yeah. a workshop. Workshop, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. My, my brain collapsed there. It's okay. So you don't care anyway. You don't want to be there. Yeah, the we're place. watching the end of a workshop for like a while. Oof. And it's, you know, there's no energy in the room. The room is full of comedians yeah. performing for one another. Right. So then literally one of them just goes... Well, I guess, uh, all right, I guess we'll start the open mic now. Good God. And then they just went, okay, now it's time for the open mic. And then we sat and watched every one of those comedians ah, do, their do stuff. the exact same set that we had just watched right. them do. Oof. And I got bumped. I was the only actual person who had brought people for an open mic because I didn't know at the time. I, it became very obvious what was going on. Yeah. And people who've been to New York were like, well, yeah, this is how it works. Yeah. I didn't know that comics, what they did every night is they just went and hit every club. Right. So you start at this club, yeah. you do a set, and then you immediately run four blocks down the other way and do another club. And yeah, then- Steve Byrne did a documentary where he f- followed himself with a camera. Yeah. He did 13. He broke the record. 13 sets in, in one night or whatever it was. So I was, like, scheduled to be, like, fourth. Then the room Filled up with comics yeah. who had not brought anyone, <laughs> and I got bumped to basically the end, where I had to watch comics perform for comics. Yeah, because the only people in the room uh, were comics. That, <laughs> well, that's that's one of the reasons I don't do open mics. I, so, it's not that I think I'm better. I just, yeah. Ugh. So when I, I got up, oh, when they finally like, oh please, sir, may I have some more? When they finally like gave me the chance to go up, you're like, I'm on vacation. Uh, my first line was, <laughs> my first line was, yeah, I woke up this morning going, oh man, I'm gonna perform in a real New York comedy <laughs> club. <laughs> At just just the bones of that story, the <clears throat> idea of. Sitting through a workshop of comedians critiquing other comedians, yes, and then watching those comedians perform for still more comedians, doing exa- the exact same act right. that they had just done in the workshop, right? Well, exhaust my spirit. Yeah. They're, they're- well, let me just jump in because I'll, I'll say when I came to Florida, I I, I had done some com- some comedy up north. I uh, did a couple contests, and that's where I basically cut my teeth. I was a house MC at a, a steakhouse comedy club banquet room, whatever the hell it was. But when I came here, that's what it was. The comedy works in Tampa. It was um, basically what you just said. There was a workshop that started like 4.30 or 5 or whatever it was. We sat around. We went through material. And I went through that with a lot of guys that you... Pretty Paul Parsons was in that workshop. Okay. Michael Mack was in that workshop. Okay. Uh, uh, um, 
uh, the Kona, what the hell's the name from Boston? Mike McCarthy was in that workshop. Derek Richards. These guys are pretty regional guys that are well known. And they're not famous or anything. But um, so, and same thing. Then later on the open mic, we'd, we'd go have something to eat and then we'd come back in, you know, 45 minutes and there'd be an open mic and then you'd perform. Mind you, it wasn't just comics. There, some of the public did filter Sure. Right. For the most part, yeah, it's a circle jerk. What are you going to do? But th- that I feel like that little sliver of like, it's not just comics. Yeah. It makes all the difference. It does. Because performing for other comics is like, we love making each other laugh, but there's also nothing more exhausting than listening to or like performing in front of a group of people who are dissecting your joke yes. while well, the, you're on stage. That, that's it. It's, like, the, it's the stage versus the hanging out difference. Once you get on stage, <laughs> comics are like, <laughs> I know? never, I, you know, I, I mean, I haven't been on stage in ages, but when I was doing it regularly, mm. and even even to the point where I had in the big city, yeah, in the, <laughs> in the big city of Tampa, uh, <laughs> even to the point where I had gotten jaded and felt like I had some chops, you know, and some respect. Even then, I never understood the like I'm too cool to listen thing. Where it's like, no, there's a guy up there. He might be funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I want to laugh at the funny man. Yeah, like why am I in the back with my arms folded? I don't, I don't I, understand I, that. I think a lot of I think a lot of it, uh, and this is not just about the Tampa scene, but I think this happens in a lot of scenes in general. Is mm-hmm. like you you have your class, right? So you and I are in the same class. Chris is in the class before us, or whatever. Chris will listen because you're somebody new who he hasn't seen. I listen right? because I love comedy right right that's i love I'm the saying. art form that's what i'm right. saying but, i do but and even when it's bad i love it yes right but maybe sometimes more. better yeah. yes maybe sometimes more. better right but why, i've probably laughed harder at horrible comedy than i have good comedy right but i i go you and i will perform at the same five open mics together right so, so i'm definitely tuning you out because right. i know your shit at this point, right? right. And oh, that makes sense. Especially when you get to like somebody who is like, "Hey, man, it's week eight, and you're still performing the exact same jokes from week one, right. and I've seen you perform every night of the week but, for eight weeks." But that's like, the purpose of the open mic, right? It is. The purpose of the open mic is to go through the material until it's tight and you know it works, and every time you do it, it's consistent. You you use open mics to break through the inconsistency of your set. And when you get to a headliner spot, you use your the middle of your set to try out new jokes and get them consistent. When you're a feature, you do your good stuff. And you don't try out new stuff if you can right, help yeah, it. Yeah, no. Uh, you know what I mean? And MCs, just you host a show. That's, there's very distinct uh, parts in each show. And there are places where, you know, where if you go to an open mic, I'm not expecting to hear A material at all. Right. I mean, you know, my, my feature, Tiffany Barbie, she, my girlfriend as well, she, she goes to LA and she said she saw. The big, the heavy hitters, you know, uh, well, Tool Time, what's his name? Uh, Tim, Tim Allen. Yeah, no. Tim Allen. Not doing all that great because why? He's trying out new, they're trying out new stuff. Right. They're trying, you know, they're working on stuff. So. You got to respect the fact that Tim Allen has fucking, what, three sitcoms worth of money. Yeah. And right. he's still out there trying new shit. Yeah. He's not just selling $200 tickets doing the shit he did 30 years ago. But he loves that's, the art. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking impressive. That's the difference between somebody who loves the art. And again, I love the art, but not enough to pack everything up and go to L.A. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? There's different levels. Yeah. yeah. I, I never sought that out. I just wanted to be a good club comic. I wanted to be solid. I wanted to be good with the audience. I wanted to be one of those guys. I don't go to crowd work. It just happens because I, I engage people. <laughs> I'm right. just that good. Well, well, no, it's not about being good. <laughs> it's, about, it's about the engagement. I'm, I'm willing to engage. You know, I had a situation in the show 
show the other night where a woman almost got kicked out, and I had to tell the guys, listen, stop. It's okay. Yeah. She, I affected her emotionally. She's kind of, it's not the the reaction I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be the one you wanted. No, I'll take any reaction because I'm open to that. So going back to yeah, the questions, please. right? Yes. So you said some combination of words I didn't fully understand <laughs> about Reddit and AMAs or something. Right. So there's a thing on Reddit called Ask Me Anything, right? And we anything. Put, and we, we posted up one under like one of the podcast subreddits and we were okay. just like, hey, ask us any questions you'd like to know about comedy, yada, yada, yada. And one of the questions was mm-hmm. uh, about crowd work, which yeah. was... Um, Who asked the, that question, Rafiq? Uh, that was Reddit user... Ya boy, skinny peepee. Ya boy, skinny peepee. <laughs> Is that right. like Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad? No, I think that's. I think <laughs> well, he it's just literally has a thin a, penis. Yeah, he just has a thin, okay, <laughs> got it. Uh, and he uh, he just asked for crowd work tips, and I was crowd work tips, right? And I was going to say one of the best crowd work tips I actually ever got was from you. Shut the hell uh, up! Because I remember we were at Snappers, and you, I was trying out a bit that had crowd work in it and like it just hadn't been doing well yeah and i remember you telling me that part of my issue was like i am not genuinely interested in the response Ah, from the audience you just want to get to the punchline right and that was one of those things that kind of made it click for me of like when you are doing crowd work the fact is like you are talking to people yeah like it's it's they get pissed when you dismiss them Right. Or and, dismiss what they said. Right. And it's like you're not having that emotional connection. So like the bit's not gonna work as well because right. like you you don't actually want to talk to them. You might as well just write a joke and just move past the crowd work right. if you're not actually connecting with them. Right. Yeah, it's hard. It, I see a lot of guys trying to lead in with crowd work to get as a segue. Right. So and and the, you 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 pinned it. If you're not interested in the response, there's no it's not necessary. Right. When I ask a question of somebody in my audience, like I said to you, I truly, I, because I know people are crazy. So I want to hear what the hell they have to say. Because it's always, for me, I'm always, I don't care how mundane it, because usually it's either super mundane and funny or super insane. Like I had a woman that said she was a witch one time when I asked her what she did for her. And, and <laughs> she said, I'm a witch. And you were like, that was well, her job. Let's, let's go, you know. And I well, said, well, no, I said, show's her. over. Let's talk about this now. I know. Well, people were like, people were like, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, no, I know what she means. She means Wiccan or she doesn't mean cauldron, you know, with the thing. And I, I looked at her husband. And I was like, "Are you a witch too? Are you a warlock?" That's what he said to me. He goes, "No, I failed the test." So, yeah. <laughs> so there's a centralized power that grants you witchhood. Yes, and he did. That's when I was off to the races. When yeah, he said that, yeah. I'm like, "Let's talk about first of all, what the hell did you do to fail that test? How hard was the test? You know, I, so you didn't get a toad. You got a frog. But, you but, fucked up. Right. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Uh, when I asked the question and I got the answer, I was so interested in the answer that I had a lot of other questions which leads to funny shit because i got questions now you said right. something i'm like what the what mm-hmm. we need that, to, to yeah explore there, that. there's something great about that natural like and i feel like that's one of the things comics do well together mm. that we that when you're talking about crowd work that if we could transition that from how we speak to each other to yeah. an audience yeah. because comics we are so opinionated about shit we don't understand <laughs> that we'll commonly you know, somebody will ask us a uh, question. Do you believe that? I feel so. I feel like there's a lot <laughs> of times. What kind of comics are you hanging right. around? I never say anything about anything that I don't 
have some sort of understanding about. I would never broach a subject on stage that I don't understand. No, I'm not talking about on stage. I'm talking about oh, just like, in general. Yeah. Oh, we just have an opinion about whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Com- like you will, yeah. you'll talk to a comic and be like, "Well, what's your opinion on Afghanistan?" Like just outside <laughs> no, the wouldn't. club, right? <laughs> and like somebody will come back and be like, "Well, obviously Afghanistan is the reason why Biden needs to employ more witches." And you're like, yeah. "Well, do I know a guy who knows a witch?" Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'd be like, "Are you a warlock?" Kid? <laughs> <laughs> the other tip for the crowd work, I think, would be, and I think this is so important, if you're going to do crowd work, understand that when you ask somebody a question, they may answer the question uh, in a volume not high enough for everybody to hear. So what I do is I'll repeat what they said for the audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. That way the audience is in on the joke, not just you. Because I've seen some comics yeah, go back I've and forth like three or four times, and the rest of the audience is like, what, is it? what did they say? What did they say? So when somebody says, you know, like, when that guy said, I failed the test, I'm like, you failed the test? Right. You know what I mean? Right. You repeat it. Well, also, I think uh, maybe this is going too far off the ranch, but psychologically, that whole reflection thing, you know, your therapist reflects back to you and it makes you rethink what you just said. So you might actually put that person you're fucking with in a position where they go, wow, did I really just say that dumb shit? And, you know, whatever. That used to be the case. Not anymore. People just say dumb shit. They don't okay. care what you think about it. <laughs> right. Fair they enough. don't care. It's, I, we've gone off the rails, bro. Yeah, I feel like that's a real social media thing. Like, just from our generation of, like, I can just state whatever opinion I want, and it's yeah. equally as valid. And it's like, I, I don't think so, man. Like, that's... It's interesting you say that. I had this conversation with a guy <clears throat> who used to be... He, uh, I don't know if you ever met Jim Choquette. He, he used to... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay, so I was talking <laughs> with Jim. <laughs> Jim, oh yeah, <laughs> Jim is one of those guys that has me. He helped me fix my house, and he's a bit. Of, he's a bit of a, he's, a handle. He's one of those guys whose name evokes an emotional reaction. <laughs> Hardy Fletcher. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So talking to Jim, but Jim, Jim, try, you know, was, is on this theory that you know, like you said, it's social media, which I don't disagree with. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I took it a step further, and I said, look, I think it goes even further back. I think it's the phones. I think it's the advent of the phone. I love my cell phone. Okay, I, I love it. But I don't drive reading watching it we we you know even with the flip phones when flip phones came out i think people just decided i'm gonna be in your business because i have access to you now 24 hours a day i don't care what you're doing i don't care if it's important you must listen to me now and if you don't pick up your phone i'm gonna be angry with you i'm gonna be pissed that you didn't stop what you were doing and give me access to you right it's I so Ugh. much like you. I think I cell phones have destroyed romantic relationships. Well, and let me let me just finish by saying, for, for last night, if you watch Bill Maher, he did his end piece was about that very thing. He talked about the evidence of cell phones and then social media and how cell, our our smartphones have turned us into assholes. Some of us, right? Some of us. And, but there's a whole thing. A lot of us. There's a whole thing there where like, just interacting with a cell phone. Yeah. I I get that immediate access thing that you're talking about where people are like, I need access to you right now, yeah. whatever you're doing. I don't give a shit. It's I need really access. obnoxious. But like, there's become this weird divide where it's like for some people, you, like you send out a text message mm-hmm. and nobody replies and you're mm-hmm. like, they fucking hate me. Yeah. They get angry. And, right. And well, then it's some, ego. Ego is all wrapped up in that shit. Right. But then somebody sends you a text message and you're like, I'll respond in like five fucking days. Like I got shit whatever. to do. Like whatever, Bill. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I have taken on stage. I got a line now, and I'm gonna. This will help help me copyright it. When people stop me and interrupt me and want to say stuff about what I'm talking about, this happened this weekend. I literally say to them, "Hey, this is not Facebook. You don't get to leave a comment. The <laughs> comment section is off. Okay, this is a goddamn live show, and that's it. You don't get to comment on everything because people. That's where they're at now. They'll right, stop yeah. you in the middle of your shit and be like, "I have. A, I had one lady raise her hand. She goes, <laughs> she goes, I have. I have an opinion. I'm like, start a blog. What do you want me right, to yeah, do? Exactly, I don't care right? about your opinion right now. <laughs> like, I care about your opinion, but not right now. After the show, we can talk or whatever. You can hit me up online, but not while I'm doing my thing. When I was teaching, there, there, I knew every, there was yeah. something about mm -hmm. you. When I, <laughs> when I was teaching, every year there was at least one or two kids, and I would have to pull them aside. I, you know, I, I had to learn not to humiliate the kids in front of the other kids. Yeah, that that's was, important. That's not a skill that I was aware of. No, that hurts them. But yeah. But like I would have to pull a kid boss aside at the end of class and yeah. be like, "You understand that this isn't a conversation between me and you." Oh yeah, right. I'm no, talking. They don't. Think. I'm talking to 24 kids. Like you can't. What was the last you word in that sentence? Just, <laughs> what was the last word in that sentence? Kids. Yeah, exactly. You should well, start yeah. down. Work your way back. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> I have a kid. So There's I know. a reason why I don't teach anymore. I, yeah, that's why I get it. <laughs> How old were the kids that you were teaching? I was doing middle school, which is oh, that's a, a nightmare bit. in yeah. and of itself. Yeah, yeah. The, my son's sixth grade. I thought he was going to die. I, I, it was. I don't know what happened to the kids, but man, I had a kid yell at me from a tree. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he wanted to beat okay. Me up. I, I need more context than that because now I'm just envisioning <laughs> you know a kid like you know in a like? tree. Yeah, it's it's like I just work. live up here now. It's like <laughs> I just <laughs> what I like. What I like is that I've had so much exposure to kids <laughs> that I don't need more context. <laughs> He's like, I'm just like, yeah. Right. There was a kid in a tree that yelled at me. That's not, uh huh. That's how that goes. Yeah, man. I was on. I had my earbuds and I'm on the phone. I'm waiting for my son. I'm in the car, circle by, park, car, park my car, and gonna walk around. And he's across the street in a tree. He's a middle school kid hanging around the, you know, high school. He just got out of middle school. So for some reason, he was off. I don't know what his deal was. He was a whack, wackadoo kid. Yeah, I mean, I would guess so. He's sitting he's in a tree. Yeah, well, he's climbing trees. He's still a kid. He's right. in a tree. And he's got his buddy. But they yell something at me, and I didn't hear them. I'm on, I'm having a conversation. And as I get closer, he's like, rah, rah, rah. he starts really being like, come on, I'll kick your ass. And I'm like, what? Like, dude, I'm a full-grown person. What are you talking about, <laughs> right. man? I don't want, I'm not going to fight I, you. Did I offend you by my presence? <laughs> he says, oh, I said hello to you, and you didn't say hello back. I'm like, what do you, like, the greeting police? What, right. the, what is your problem, dude? I said, I'm not under any obligation to say hello to you if you say hello to me back. What planet do you live yeah. on? Yeah, he was crazy. So then he got down on the tree and wanted to raise up on me. I'm like, dude, if you come over here and you touch me, you're going to be, I, I can't hit the kid. I want to say I'll beat your face in, but I can't because there's a crossing guard there and there's witnesses and whatnot. So I had to like basically like, I'll listen, little man. Right. <laughs> like you, you have to back down. You're like, listen, buddy, you. I don't think you're, understand the physics Why? here. I, to, I had like a full, this, I don't know if this is on topic. I had a full like therapy moment recently. I was at the dog park and my dog pooped and I picked it up. And threw it away. And you know that guy, <laughs> that guy who like wears dockers and like wants to say funny things to everybody and like be everybody's pal. <laughs> that guy. I don't know if I've been <laughs> yeah. the docker version of that guy. But, but you know who I'm talking about. The, yeah, the so, upbeat chipper guy. Yeah. Who you don't, he, your cynical personality is like <laughs> kryptonite, right? So I, I'm, I'm, let me, let me refer, clarify. I'm at the dog park. My dog at the dog park. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm laughing because you remind me so much of Squidward right now. I don't know why. And you're like, I'm at the dog park. And this, you know, the docker guy. I'm at the dog park. 
with my dog. My dog poops. Yeah. At the dog park. So what did he have a I, problem with that? I pick it up to throw it away, and this guy walks by, and he's like, oh, he left you a little present, huh? And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. That's, I love it. It's funny how that happens at the dog park. <laughs> it's Christmas at the dog park. So it was literally like, I just kind of went, yeah, and then like threw it away. And then I had like a, is this... This I should probably talk to my shrink about this. I don't. I'm not real sure what this is. Uh, why did that make me so angry? Why was I such a dick to that guy? Well, you know. I don't know if you were a dick, but you were short with him. Yeah, you were curt. There's him. always that weird thing where you're like interacting with somebody. I run into this all the time, where like, I like especially like on social media or whatever, or when you're interacting with people and you just act shitty. Like you don't think you're being shitty, but like. For me, it tends to be like I'm being critical about a thing or like we're at a restaurant and I'm like, the food's all right instead of just being like, oh, and like everyone else is like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, it's okay. You know what I mean? I'm going to ask you a question. How long, how long is it between the time that you think of a response and you give the response? It's usually like less than a second. Yeah. <laughs> like it's usually that, what that's, I like that's is the problem that, right there. What yeah. I like, like is that you clearly knew what his answer was going <laughs> right. to be when you asked. I, yeah, I was 0.5. <laughs> I figured it's like point, I was going to go 0.05. Yeah. But, but so that, I would. I've been hanging out with this guy a lot, and I would. <laughs> I would say a second is being <laughs> fucking generous. I think the motor is running without a lot of thought. But that that is some. But that's my point. Is yeah. that something about myself that I'm trying to change? <laughs> because I will have those interactions with people, right? Yeah. And it, there's always that little thing in your head that goes like, "Hey, buddy, this is why we don't get invited to parties." Like you understand yeah. that, right? Like this is the Can reason I? why. Yeah, but I've never had that experience with you. I, I I feel like I'm more opinionated than you. I feel like you do a lot more listening. I, most of the time, I mean, I'm not hanging out with obviously on the uh, you know on the right. level at the dog park with him, but I you know I <laughs> I feel like. Look, we're in a time now where people are super sensitive about everything, okay? So it's I when I type something in on Facebook because I love to debate on Facebook. I do. Uh, I you know there's a lot of morons on there, but <laughs> I you know and I don't do Twitter because I just can't stand it. And Instagram Ooh. can go fuck itself. <laughs> I just I'm, I can't do it. I can't the, the whole vanity thing. I just I you know I did one rant video with the mask thing at the beginning. And it was like oh it's great, and, you know it got a couple thousand, and they're like do more. And I'm like no, I don't want to do more. I'm not. Right, I yeah. don't want to sit in my car every twelve hours and do that. I blow a blood He's vessel. He's the mask like, guy. <laughs> yeah. But he, he got famous for being the mask guy. Right. But I mean, then you see Vic DiPotato, who I, I've worked with, and he's he had a viral YouTube thing, and he does great rants, and he does, he's good at it. You know, Devin Siebold, he does the sketches. You know, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I got a buddy who's a filmmaker. He's like, dude, you'd be great. I'm like, I bet you yeah, I would, but I don't want to do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I don't want to do it. There's always that thing about art where it's like, there's the thing in which you could fucking rock the world at, but it's like, that's not the art I want to make. I just, I'm, I might be the best musician ever, but like, I want to stand on stage and tell jokes. Well, it's like I said, I hung out with a couple of comics who are hell bent on getting famous, and they're like, you know, we got to do this and we got to do it. I'm like, no, you have to go do that. I'm not, right. I don't want to do that. I have a full time job. Well, you're, and I, I hate the, the, the stereotype that if you have a full time job and you do comedy, somehow you're not taking comedy serious enough. You know, I, I don't know. A lot of people in the area don't know my history in this, in this, in a comedy in the area, but I had an improv troupe before there were any improv troops in this area, one best of the Bay. I had a w award-winning sketch comedy show on public access. Yeah, I, I went to California, was, um, got an award Mongo, and we had a screen. Mongo, Mongo likes candy. Right? Yeah. Mongo yeah. like candy. Um, you know, we did one episode 
and won an award. And then we were like, okay. <laughs> uh, we're good? Just it was why very not? Larry David. <laughs> very Larry David. Oh, wow. They were like, you should do another one. We're like, eh. We did one more. We're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but but I'm saying, you know, then you've got these comments that are like, you know, I have a thousand Instagram followers. I'm like, yeah, do you have any content at all other than 12 second videos where your face turns into a dog or you know you trip and it, you know what what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What's we, happening? We were talking about. I uh, I always uh, accentuated all my punchlines on stage like that. I, I would say something, and then I'd go. <laughs> we were talking about this downstairs, but like. I, I was trying to get into TikTok. I was trying so hard to understand it. And like, I would wa I watched like seven minutes of video and I was just getting furious because I was like, none of this is content. None of this is but, like. But, but it is now. You know what I'm saying? Remember, the, the comedy industry went through a time where we were, were uh, the worth of comics was being weighed by how many Twitter followers you have. I have Twitter. I think I've got like 30 tweets. I've had Twitter for like eight years. I think I've tweeted 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people are following me. I don't know why. What are you doing? I don't yeah. tweet shit. You know what I'm saying? I, the he only reason I, I'm on those I is... butt heads about this a lot because he's very schooled in like internet marketing. Yeah, and great. And my whole philosophy is like, hey, tweet if you feel like tweeting. Yeah. We don't need to create this machine where we're just tweeting because we feel like we have to. And I mean, me and I, there's been like two, three years of us arguing about that. You know? That's yeah, you're on, Twitter. you like the Twitter. So I don't like Twitter because Twitter, <laughs> Twitter now is just full of People angry about politics. Yeah, arguing everything about, is like that now. Yeah, it's it's just public people, supermarket is everybody angry about politics. Right, yeah, it's like and it, <laughs> it's like everybody angry about politics, fucking arguing about shit that they don't understand on either end. Yeah, it's some guy going, we just need to let everybody into the country, and then some guy going like, nobody should live in the country. We should just lock everyone. And it's like <laughs> there has to be some kind of in between, man. Yeah. Like. You well, can't just. I'm a self-described centrist. I, I, you know, that's uh, my horoscope is Libra. Not that I'm a, you know, like an astrological person, but I, you know, I tr always try to see this, this both sides, and that infuriates people. It really it does. Infuriates them, dude. Honesty and truth. Where you go, oh, I see what you're saying, but you're kind of being a dick too. Right. They hate that shit. Yeah. They hate were, it. There was so. Well, pragmatism has no place in ideology. Well, Meaning. critical thinking does, though. It, it, right, it, right. It should. But, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I am definitely, even now, sometimes guilty of going like, I refuse to vote for either of them. Yeah. And like pragmatically, that's probably not the way to go because you end up with something, you know. You yeah. end up stopped. Yeah. Right. You end up like <clears throat> sedentary. There's no movement, there's no energy. At but all. It, it's, a, it's always that thing where, like, for me, right, you watch. You watch people who are ideologically on far ends of either spectrum, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and you talk to them for like forty seconds, and they go, "I hate politicians." And then yeah. it's like, if we both hate politicians, shouldn't we come together and be like, maybe all of these politicians <laughs> need to go? Yeah. Can't but, but we just agree on that part? But, but like, here's the problem: if you got rid of all the politicians and then you got all you know Joe the plumbers in there, those people would be hated too. It's it's the, the politics oh yeah, you, that you, they the, hate. The second it's, you're in charge, you're the hated. Well, guy. and and I don't even know if it's in charge, but just as as soon as you become that focal point, then it the it shifts again. Well, so, and it also shifts. You know, I've been in this situation where, you are I, where I got no, yes, no, <laughs> where I was. You know, me and Rafiq were the same 
at work, and then I got promoted above Rafiq. Ah. And <clears throat> the relationship changes on both sides. Now right. I I have to protect myself a little and sure. not and not say as much to him right. in the lunchroom as I used to. Yeah. And now he probably very justifiably is now getting upset about my decisions and he has to follow my decisions because yeah. I've been placed above him. So you, there's no winning. But, but, but he knows, but he knows that you answer to somebody above them and sure. so on and so forth. And here's the other thing. It's great segue to what I wanted to say, which was you're not a bad person. You, you, <laughs> right. didn't, you didn't become a bad person right. because you became a politician. You just end up in the, probably with good intentions. You want right. to make a little more money, maybe get more involved right. in the company, yada, yada, yada. But you, there's a stereotype, that's a stigma that's always automatically attached to you because of where you're at. So when people say, oh, I think all politicians, I don't buy that. I think that a lot of politicians want to do the right thing. I think when they get up there, they realize that the game itself is kind of jacked, and they got to play the game if they want to do anything at all. And then they're in the game, <laughs> right? But and I've, I I feel you on that. My yeah. my point though is like when you have those two ends of the ideological the spectrum, and I go, we all can agree we don't like these politicians. So can we have? And this is my obvious failing because I go, can we have a genuine conversation of what we want out that of they our want politicians? No politicians. Right. That's what right. they want. Anarchy. Right. So yeah. we're gonna. Well, I'm, I'm putting an end to the politics shit right now. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Tolkien. Tolkien. To Tolkien. Oh, I was gonna say the writer. Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is from Reddit user Tolkien. Token. Oh, okay. Tolkien, like the writer Tolkien, but he has a token. He's yeah. a right. I, I, think token, I think it's a token. weed. Token. Yeah. Oh, he's a token. Token. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I, that, you guys just watched. All interest in trying to understand that just completely leave my body. No, I'll be thinking about this on the way home. <laughs> um, the ride home. Like, this this one. So when we were looking over the questions, mm -hmm. there were two that I said, "Well, these will these will be the whole podcast." Um, <laughs> what are the best comedy films every comedian should watch? Oh God. Uh huh. That's right. That's the immediate. Oh no. That moment, that feeling. All comedians? <laughs> well, yeah, good point. I mean, I can bring up the ones that I like, and they may or may not. I mean, because, I, listen, I have an improv background, so any film that has an improv element, an improvisation element, I'm into. So Spinal Tap, obviously, it, to me, is up there. Um, but then I like some indie films. Like, I like Vince Vaughn and Favreau's second film, which was called Made. Yes, I haven't right. seen that in a long time. I, I just think that's a brilliant fucking film it, it's so good um so funny would you it's call so that one dark. a comedy i felt like that was more of a drama with some comedic characters in it i i i could see that characterization i i think that um i think it had a, it was a sarcastic comedy okay we'll put that way not a <laughs> it was like right. like something you know like i would think that you would be into something <laughs> sarcastic and kind of edgy and kind of like get out of my face so vince vaughn is just a he's an underrated sort of fellow that way i know i've got a very my, strong feeling I, I, about I, you well already. okay maybe <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no i especially you said all right you know what even, politics done it's not That's even it. uh it's not even that i disagree with you or that it makes me angry it's like <laughs> oh shit what if he's right <laughs> it's more it's more that <laughs> it's more to talk about with your therapist <laughs> yep. Another, another <laughs> just, session. Just, well, just put what, that note on my phone. <laughs> what was the one with, um, it was Adam Sandler, Jonah Hill, they were comedians. Oh, um, um, I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever seen and that. And Seth Rogen becomes like his protege. Yes. Uh, that movie, Funny People? Is it called yes, Funny People? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that, that's a, to me, that's a great one because it's one of those things where like, 
I saw it after I had started doing yeah. comedy. And it's one of those films for me where you start seeing like the bit characters, like the So you're are we talking about movies about stand up comedy? No, I missed, I'm just, maybe I, I missed the question that. is what the question is what are the best comedy films I every see. comedian, comedian should, should see. Well, I see. And to me I go like it's a funny movie, but for me as somebody in comedy, yeah. watching characters go around in the background where you're like, I know that guy. Yeah. I that guy is at oh, yeah. every if club. You, if like, you've been in comedy for any length of time, that yeah. movie is like, oh, this is a, I do this. This is a yeah. movie about me. Punchline was that first movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it with Tom Hanks. It's been a long time. I saw yeah. it when I was very young. They got some really funny, like this. some of the uh, ancillary comics are really funny. Like the guy that does that, you don't want copy? Right. That yeah. dude, hysterical. Oh, uh, that was... Uh, so funny. Negron. Yeah, he's Taylor so Negron. funny. Yeah. He I, died. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See oh. how he got happy when he said that? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was like, there's space for he me now. He did smile. <laughs> he smiled after. I think I, I smiled at my knowledge. I was going to drop right. knowledge. Right. I'm going to say stuff they don't know. If that's the way you want to justify it, dude, you justify it how you need to. Um... I would I would go <clears throat> so now right the teacher in me right so now I'm building my curriculum of comedy <laughs> films right I would go with like teaching you what comedy looks like meaning you would I would throw an Abbott like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein yep. you know the rhythm of the way they talk to each other right. and the right. you know the setups and the punchlines right. you know then I would do like Ghostbusters probably Quick change, a hundred percent. Quick change. I don't think I've ever seen that. Is uh, fix that tonight. It's Bill. Yeah. Bill Murray co-directed it. It is his best. Quick movie. change. What? What's the? What's it, he the starts the movie robbing a bank dressed like a clown. I've seen it. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. What I watch every time I watch that movie, I laugh my ass off. I've seen it a zillion times. One of my films that I like is like that. It's older. It's called Last of the Red Hot Lovers. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, Alan I've, Arkin. It's an amazing film. So I didn't actually get to watch the whole thing. I was so on a funny. I was on a flight mm-hmm. and it was like being played on one of those little built-in like screens for the guy next to me. Mm-hmm. And I kept on trying to be like, oh, that looks good, but like you can't really like bother a person in the middle of the flight to be like, hey, what are you watching? Yeah. Like, I know this is kind of weird that I'm kind of leaning over your shoulder to watch what you're watching. I thought you were the guy I, that was obnoxious and just said whatever. Oh, yeah, I am obnoxious, but I keep that shit... Not on a plane, pun- though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep that shit out of punching range. Like that. <laughs> That's good. Smart. Yeah, it's a, it, the premise is that he he's a midlife crisis. He's a, he's a fishmonger. He sells fish. And uh, and he just plays it brilliantly, and he it's uh, like it's like four vignettes of him taking random women back to his mother's uh, apartment <laughs> while she's out somewhere <laughs> to try to have an affair on mm-hmm. his wife, and it never it never goes off. It's hysterical, and each nice. character is right. yeah, it's really funny. So so if you're building a curriculum, which is what I'm trying to do now in my brains, yeah, uh, I I think it's important to put in things that maybe you don't even like because you're you're trying to teach comedy. Right. So, what was the question again? Uh, best, every comic, every should comic see. should see. Okay. I, you know, I'm gonna th- make them watch Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I'm making them watch Ghostbusters. I'm making them watch. You didn't like Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. It's my favorite. You did movie. not like Abbott and Costello. I haven't gotten to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in my brain. I need. I'm checking them off. <laughs> All three of those films are films that I highly endorse. Okay. I would definitely include one of the modern, babbly improv. Uh, who's the guy who did the new Ghostbusters? What's that guy's name? 
Oh, are you talking about like the, the director? Actor? Oh, I don't know. That's that guy who works with Melissa McCarthy a lot. Yeah. I don't like those movies. Me neither. But I would put one of those in there. Would to, you? As a teaching tool. As like... What not to do. No. As a like, why... What about this is effective? You know, like... But was it? <clears throat> they they do well, don't they? Do they? I don't know. I did mean, it? I don't think Ghostbusters specifically did well, but like Paul Feig is his name. Okay. Uh, Bridesmaids was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the other ones with Melissa Carthy's running so around you're, with you're, talk, you're talking about movies that, like, they may not make you in particular right. laugh, but it's they may Personification well. of a buddy film was, yeah, the the, uh, the Wedding Crashers. I, I Or the improvisational aspect. I know what you're saying, where it's not really... It's the banter back and forth. Right, thing. and, and yeah. banter to the point. A guy like, you know, I'm not the first person to say this, and he and I have <laughs> had this conversation, but, you know, for me... When you want to talk about original Ghostbusters versus new Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. the line is, this is the only argument, is when she opens the door in the original and goes, picking up or dropping off. Nice. And then, yeah. I mean, I smile inside saying that. Yeah. That is a hilarious joke. Oh, it's the she whole movie. Opens, is she opens the door, sees a cop with a crazy man, yeah. and just immediately goes, picking up or dropping off. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, that's fucking hilarious right yeah no the whole movie is it's well written yeah uh, and there, but and i didn't feel that the new one was <laughs> at all but i would i would <laughs> include because i mean there are fans of the new one there are people who like that babbly yeah going nowhere you know dialogue. What, you know what about those they wear dockers all the time. <laughs> yeah those are the kind of guys that are shocked when a dog shits in the dog park. hey present <laughs> bill murray in a taxi <laughs> oh, call back <laughs> yeah i know that dude well, I really thought we'd get more juice out of that one. Well, <laughs> I guess, honestly, I think... See, he's so disappointed. Uh, <laughs> that no, was like, like 10 minutes of I think, banter. I think, the, I think the problem is... The wording? Comedian should watch. Like, it's too... Well, look, here's One the guy's going to say Caddyshack. I don't like Caddyshack. So, I love Caddyshack. I don't Caddyshack. think it's funny. Okay. So, right. you know. but, but as a comedian... Yeah. But there are, there are certain... I mean, at least for me, there are certain films where I go, like, Blazing Saddles. Yep. I go, everybody, every, even if you're not a comedian, yeah. everybody should watch Blazing Saddles. Right. And if you are a comedian, you should definitely watch Blazing Saddles just to I mean, understand that writing. I, aspect, I could say this. I could say know. Gummo is a good film. You ever seen Gummo? Exactly. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. It's a like a sort of pseudo documentary by the guy that did his name is um oh, I forget the director's name, but he did uh, Kids was his first film. Uh, with Chloe Savani was in that. Yeah. I'm a film buff like you, but it's all subjective, isn't it? Uh, there are parts that that her to me are hysterical. I know that they are super awkward for normal people. They're like, oh my god. I think I know the, what movie the, you're talking about. Now. Yeah, it's it's basically an Ohio town, and there's it's a character study, and it's got some real actors, and and then he went and picked a bunch of people from around the town that are right. you know. At one point, there's rednecks in a kitchen beating the shit out of a chair. I mean, they're drinking yeah. and they're just. Screwing around, and it's really weird. I think it's hysterical, but I've showed it to somebody, and they're like, "This is a really weird movie." And I'm like, "It's funny as hell, man." It's, it's right. I don't think it's meant to be a comedy, but it's just, again, character study. Well, and I think there's also a question of like this again, maybe too up far off the range. But oh, here we go. This it, <laughs> there might be. I think there's a question of like uh, there's a movie called Daddy and Them, and it's a it's a <clears throat> dark southern. It comes from the dark Southern literature uh, uh, tradition is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. It's just 
zany Southern characters and their zany Southern lives. And there aren't necessarily jokes, but yeah. these people are so goofy. Right. You know, it's Billy Bob, I think, wrote and directed it. it and at the beginning me. of the movie, I mean, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I can definitely see how you could show it to somebody else and they'd be like, what's funny about that? Yeah. He's in a he's in a convenience store and he's just trying to like talk the guy down on the price. And finally he just leans in and you can see he's so defeated. He's like, you don't understand, man. My wife, she's just buying stuff all on online all the time. I got all these packages coming in, man. You don't even know what I'm living through. <laughs> and dude, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I can definitely see how someone would go, well, where's the joke? Like, you don't see how fucking right, yeah. hilarious that is? Well, yeah. they can't. You know what it is? They can't connect with it. It's not true to them, right? Right. And yeah. that's what happens in stamp. Like the other night, I, I, this doesn't happen to me very often. Rafik will tell you, I'm pretty consistent when I'm on stage. I feel like that's the point that you need to get if you want to make money, doing any money at all, real. Right. Uh, be consistent, right? But every now and again... You know, it just doesn't hit. But I had a woman stand up at a table, and she just announced it to her table. I just not into him. I don't know. I just don't really like him that much. And then she walks out. I'm like, why couldn't you do that in your head? But why did you do that out loud? How often are you at a movie where somebody just gets, I'm just not really into this movie. I'm out of here. See, and that's the reason why Mark Zuckerberg invented Facebook, because he was like, hey, just put that online. And right. You can but, but that's that my email. point. Like, Even that old lady, because she was old, we were at the villages, <laughs> she's on Facebook because she's allowed. Right? And so she's on there and she just decides she's going to leave a Facebook comic <laughs> and comment in the middle of my show and then block me. In real life. That's what right? she is. And, and just so for context, she came back later and I had her laughing so we it was all good. But that's when the other lady <laughs> melted down. So it was all good. Thank you, Henrietta, for ruining my show. The other night. <laughs> Jesus I like the sweat. fact that you know the name. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> like, you're like, I'm going to build a friendship just so I can remember this person. Well, <laughs> real quickly, I, I, I do a bit about, it's a very honest bit about, um, I'm separated from my wife, um, and uh, now I'm dating a, another comedian, all right? And um, <clears throat> and she's young. She's like in her mid-30s, and I'm 55. So 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 I, I talk about how, you know, when you're a gentleman my age and you get a young girlfriend, it's sketchy because the young girls are still, young guys are still buzzing around your girlfriend, right. and you got your, everything's got to be correct because the universe only gives you like one or two young girl shots in your life. <laughs> right. You get like That's one or great. two, and if, if you screw it up, it's straight to the villages with your ass. That's, <laughs> you know, and then you're doing hot tub parties and STDs and all that crap, right? So I, I do the joke. It goes over pretty well. And I can see her seething over there. And I, she's talking to the man. I, she just pissed. And I'm like, you all right? And at this point, we're on a first-name basis. And I said, Henrietta, are you okay? No, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off about what you said. I'm like, why? Why? So you just went and picked a young girl? And I looked at her. I was like, no, I got lucky. <laughs> I, I got I, lucky. I didn't do that on purpose. I, I hate that so much. Oh. That thing of like, she has a brain. She also picked me. Is it, is it my fault that she's 25? Like, I didn't... Well, I she didn't, acted like she was 17. I'm like, relax, lady. Yeah. But also, it's like, okay, even if she's 25. Like, I didn't go into the world and go, all 25-year-olds, surround me! Like, As if. I wish I could pull that off. When she said that, I was like, I would date an older woman or an old woman. When I said old woman, the audience was like, oh, and I'm like, and I'm in the village. I'm like, look around. Okay, relax. Right, yeah. <laughs> I would date one of you. <laughs> well, my girlfriend came up with a great response because she's a comedian. She's brilliant. She says what she would have said was exhibit A, you know, because right. that's why I don't date some of your <laughs> She just, she was awful. And she was seriously upset. And I'm like, relax. 
It's okay. That, that is always the thing. Go get a young girl. Because, right. you know, you just go to the young girl store <laughs> right. and you go get one. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, listen, if what you're suggesting is that I break up with her to trade up to an older woman, that's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen, okay? I'm not going to do that for you or anybody. Like, God damn, I won the lottery right now. Unbelievable, man. So, yeah, it, it, again, the, the nerve that she had to be like, let me stop you and tell you how I feel. But, which, again... I said, look, I, I, I'm, I'm flattered that you were you know, emotionally affected. Just I wish you wouldn't be so pissed off about it. Do you want to do one more of these, or do you want to go to Ed? Uh, I think we have to go to Ed. We have to go to Ed. We, we okay. Ed. To... So, uh, oh, God. We, we, we have a segment on our show where we like to introduce people to... Uh, Whatever's in his to, bag? Don't tell to, him too much. We, we like to introduce people right. to a mm. unique individual oh. who has won our hearts and mind. I just... Okay. <laughs> Looking at it, I just like my spirit. Do I need my glasses? I don't want to do this. Okay, you might need. I I mean, I don't know if you need glasses to see. Just you can go ahead and react to what you see. Tell us how you feel about it. He's already laughing. Ed the machine, Regine. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Tech tells a hundred of the funniest jokes he's ever heard. He's ever heard. Right. Not that he wrote. Yeah. That he's ever heard. What the fuck? Ed the machine. Just let it wash over you. <laughs> is there a picture on the inside of the disc? Or is no, but you need disc? to look at the disc. I, I, that's what I was saying. Is there? A di- Where is the disc? It's in there. Oh, I got to slide it out? No, it's it's an, uh, it's an opener. Okay. Yeah, it came like that. Let me... Uh... Holy shit. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, Ed. Do I need a machine <laughs> to get your CD out? <laughs> Holy shit. Many... Oh, there's 100, right? 100. Uh, <laughs> look, at the, look at the disc. Alan, make him laugh. <laughs> Did you meet this person? This was bought for me as a present, <laughs> a a not ironic present. This was a present bought out of oh, love. Hold on, I gotta get. Can you hand me my bag? I gotta get my bag because I gotta read some of these jokes. The titles, some of these jokes. Right. I'm just curious. Um, wow. So, have you looked this person up? Yes, yeah. we have. have. Why don't we, you have him on the show? We would love to have Ed on the show. He's like, no uh, way. <laughs> out. Alan's Alan's can here's uh, the problem. I have no love for it. It would be it would have to have love for it. I think Rafiq would be sincerely like warm about it. Hey, thanks for coming. I would be like I would be like, Ed, you fucking explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get into what your resentment's all about, let me driving to Chicago. Okay. Uh Married fifty years. That sounds like my set. Shit. Three roses, eating habit. Soft boobs. Wow. Oh, uh, we probably so, haven't heard that one. Magic I, mirror, honeybee. Where was the one I, I? There was one that I was like, "What the shit?" So one of the magical thing about Ed is that Ed has taken a hundred of the funniest jokes that he's ever heard from an NPR joke book. Uh, and is it he, seriously an NPR joke book? Oh, no, no. Oh. we're, we're it's, pretty. It's street jokes, many of which I heard when I was a child. Like I, yeah. I've actually spit the punchlines out before. Wow. Um, most of the <laughs> that's a great face. Yeah, <laughs> most of the tracks. That's a cartoon to... head right there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ed, but you got a cartoon head. I, I, I want to nice get through hair. this quickly because right. anyone who listens to our podcast has heard me say this a hundred times. Uh, the the tracks are mostly out of order on the inside. They don't match the, the Mo- most of them don't. He's he's actually done really well in the last like twelve thirteen. They've all actually right. been the right ones, but. 
for the most part, they're they're not what they actually say they are. Here. So it, it, um, it will be soft boobs, and then the joke starts off with, "So a priest walks into a bar." Yeah, that'd be the like, three piece. That's the three priest joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you're um, like, which I'm very none of these match. Uh, and so somebody bought this. How much they pay for that? That I don't know. Oh. But this was a sincere present bought out of love, and I've made from fun a family of, member from a family member that oh. I have made fun of ever since. Nice. On our so <laughs> you got a close family. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, let me see. What else did I want to tell you? <laughs> oh, there's been at least at least one, if not two, tracks that yeah. weren't complete. The the halfway through the joke, it just cut off and moved on to the next. Um, you'll <laughs> you'll you'll hear him trip over like he, there's no second take. He'll he'll be in the middle of the joke and like stumble over. Well, a he word did it on his phone and just keep going. Yeah. He did it on his phone. It, he, it he, sounds like a studio. He it has, does? Yeah. He has or a, at the very least, a nice mic you know, plugged into a laptop. He right. has a parental advisor stickery on there. So he that, he, that he put himself, I'm right. sure. So he won't say... He'll, he'll say the word fuck, but at the wrong yeah, it's, time. He always, he'll say make love. Like, he won't say fucking, but it'll be like... But then the guy gets in the fucking car. Like, that's not where the fucking goes. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, it is if you're from New York. And he'll say, oh. I mean, that, yeah. What? Is he from New York? Possibly. Yeah. He, Did you look him up? Is he still touring? He's, he I don't was think. In, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. He, he is the waiter in Once Dude, Upon a Time. All, I met a guy like this. I swear to God, I met a guy like this. And not to get on politics, I'll get your titties in a twist. Um, I'm a central liberal person, but whatever, who owns guns. I'm an enigma to the entire country. Uh, but I met a guy that it's chided me online and then had me come on his podcast, and he had a bit part in Cape Fear, and that was his claim to fame. Oh. He was he was a biker in a bar in Cape Fear that De Niro walked in, and this guy's like, oh, I'm in the business. I'm like, get the hell out of here. We, that's uh, that's on, on his that's website, <laughs> On his website, there are several pictures of him with famous comedians, yeah. but clearly it's I got because... A few. Because he clearly went to their show. Yeah, I got and one took a hotel. picture with them afterward. Right. Um, now, I'm, I'm starting to question. I'm starting to question. We found a clip of him on uh, Jay Leno. Okay. In like 2008, of, way way later than it should be. Doing stand up. No, doing. It was like, what's the Jay Leno show like in India? And Ed the Machine is playing the Indian version of Jay, doing oh. a very, and very, very racist accent. And brown face. But <laughs> look at him. Yeah. There might be some Indian in there. Yeah. Take a good look at the guy. No, yeah. I, I, I yeah. And, and that was the but thing. But you know what, it's, Alan? You hate him, so you'll never know <laughs> oh, what yeah. the truth is about him. I would embrace Ed I would bring him yeah. into the... I know you wouldn't. That's why I'm telling you what I but would do. I know exactly what you would do. After I me. hit play, you too will no longer embrace him. <laughs> Because we talked about how we like shitty comedy, right? I thought you were being serious. You're not being serious. Okay. I love some of the hardest I've ever laughed at a show has been when somebody was just eating their balls or when they said something horrible. Have you ever seen Ed the Possum Man? No, but I want yes. to. Yes. Greg Bates. I do know Greg Bates. Okay. Is so, that so, Ed the Possum Man? Is no, he, two oh. different people. Okay. Because one's named Greg and then it was Ed. And so... <laughs> The way you said that, it was as if it was a character. Uh, he oh, was I see. Playing. No, Greg Bates is different, and Greg Bates actually has a medical condition that makes him like he is. So he's awesome. He, he yeah, and and he gets what. But it's you know it's I've hokey had, shit. I've had the opportunity to introduce him, oh, and I Greg, always yeah. I always like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kindly prep the audience. Like yeah. I, I don't do it in a oh this guy sucks way. I do it in a like yeah. I I, I will say things like. Hang on, just be with them. 
this guy's funny. You know, like I just let him know. The last guy this that brought guy's me up did awesome. that to me. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. That sounded really familiar. <laughs> Whoa. I think that may be why Henrietta was on edge. <laughs> so um, we're going to listen to a couple of bits. Yeah. And, are and they we, long jokes or are they just like one no. line? This one's 26 seconds long. Wow. Or 33. This one's 33. 100 of them. So we're yes. actually on 50 now. Okay. Like, oh, you're going in order. Yeah. And we're listening to them the same time you are. So, so you've not listened to the other we, 50. We have no. listened to 1 through 49 nice. with other comics. Perfect. Now we are all listening to 50 okay. together. Uh, it is called <laughs> Craft Market. Craft Market. This couple is on vacation and they're walking through a craft market. Hey, and they notice a guy selling sandals. So the wife says to the husband, honey, let's take a look at these sandals. They go over, and the sales guy says to them, look, these are the best sandals ever. You buy these, and you'll have the greatest sex you've ever had in your life. They're better than Viagra. They are the greatest. The wife says, honey, try them on. And the guy goes, well, what have I got to lose? Tries the sandals on, and as he puts them on, he gets this urge to go after the guy selling them, starts ripping his clothes off, and wants to make love to him. And the guy selling them is yelling out, you got him on the wrong feet. He's a, he that, made him gay because they were on the wrong feet. Right. Did you get it? I got it. Did you? Now. You don't like it anymore, do you? I do. No. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> so do a few more. <laughs> out of the gate. Out of the gate. Uh, at a yard he, ah, shut up, Ed. He did that thing out of the gate. I think Alan is done with that. <laughs> oh, I am done. I'm not kidding. What number was it? That, that was Alan. number 50. No, no. What number was it when you were done with him? Three? Five? <laughs> Ten? The first episode we did, the first time we did this guy, <laughs> it was just he and I. Yeah. And it was like, here we go. It was the second episode of this podcast. That's great. We were like, let's go through this thing. That's great. Both of us, we got to like six. Yeah. By the end of it, both of us were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you guys are so jaded. He, here's my thing with Ed. We had I, a comic go, we had a comic go, hey, I thought we were friends when we played this shit. <laughs> Rafiq, your thing with Ed. My thing with Ed is, I, Ed exhausts me. Because yes. I go, the street jokes, I go, this is, like, I go, I get it. If you want to do it on stage, that's one thing. It's yeah. fine, easy, palate cleanser, fine. Yeah. Right? But, like, listening to them on a CD in a row exhausts my spirit. Yeah. Well, and it's but, also, sorry, go ahead. But with Ed, there's a certain point where I have listened to so much of Ed that I have gone all the way through yeah. hatred to come <laughs> back around to, I love this guy. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. If we had him in the studio, he, Ed would receive vibrant rainbows from this guy like, and just venom on <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Rafiq went through the same experience and, and, and trajectory that I did with Billy Joel. The same oh, yeah. exact thing came right back around. There's a certain there's a certain point where you go like I can't stand this to be like isn't this great? Isn't this the best? Is it is it listening to a guy who's done brown face Indian jokes on Jay Leno do street jokes the best? I just like yeah. I here's, mean here's it's for me mm -hmm. I can't get there. Maybe one day I will. I, I would argue you've reached a point of delirium, to be honest. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, for me, it's the it's the so just in that joke. He goes, I, I'm not even going to play it again because I'll die if I do. But it was like he said, the guy sells sandals. So the husband's like, look at the sandals. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just too get, many words. Just get the guy from too many sandals. Words. To purchase. Yeah. Stop with the fucking crap in the middle. 
for a joke that wasn't worth it, even if you concised it. It's going to suck, no matter how you get there. I have one street joke that I tell, and I don't tell it every show. But and it, yeah, you got to take out. The fluff. <laughs> that, that, so to make it good. One of the best things, at least to me, about the CD is like it feel it feels like somebody told Ed, I need a CD that's an hour long. Right? It's gotta be at least an hour. And Ed was like, Well, I got this NPR joke book. So if I just add a couple more words to every bit, then like that's gotta be an hour, no, right? Like, no, no, no. You are wrong. Yeah. This is Ed's recipe book. That's what this is. <laughs> Oh. This is a coffee table book in CD form for Ed, and he put all of his favorite recipes into one CD, and some of them are crap. Obviously, Alan's palate is overdone. Let's you do could not have been more accurate about that assessment. Thank you. Also, That's I love... <laughs> I love the starry-eyed naivete <laughs> that you think this CD was commissioned by another That's person. Great. That's funny. <laughs> that somebody Contacted approached him. Ed yeah. for this. With look, money. Oh, look, all I'm saying is he has to have a manager someplace or else how no, could he, he be how could he get on to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Go to an open casting call, man. <laughs> I have friends that were in uh, uh, any given Sunday. They didn't have a casting agent. Oh, they I drove to Miami movie. and stood in line, bro. People do, you know, they do shit. All right. That's funny. All right. Let's do another one. 51. He's been on a roll with the correct track. Yeah. But here's what I've been saying. Mm. So many have been incorrect up mm. to this point mm -hmm. that it's going to have to swing back around. Because oh. he's got the incorrect titles on one side and the correct titles on the other. You know what I mean? So, so he's going to lap himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this one might be about a magic mirror. Maybe. A woman buys a full-length mirror at uh. a yard sale. She takes it home and puts it in her bedroom. One day she's coming out of the bathroom and she stands in front of it and she grabs her boobs and said, Boy, I wish these were bigger and firmer. And boom, just like that, they got huge and firm. She told her husband what just happened, and he ran in front of the mirror and said, Boy, I wish my penis could touch the floor. And bang, just like that, his legs fell off. See, what happened was, instead of his penis growing, he touched his his legs, so now his penis can touch the floor. You know I work in comedy, right? I, yeah, I was just oh, okay. making sure you got the uh, Why would you subtlety. Make and nuance. <laughs> you know how street jokes, that's, that's how street jokes work there. They're pretty obvious. I. You don't really need like... Uh, I hate him. You really do. So much. Why? Okay, so that's... Why? Because what is it about this? What is it about the... Because listen, I, think I see I'm this... So let me, hold on, let me just say. I feel like it's an innocent thing, but tell me why it, it hurts you so in your soul. I... <laughs> this Oh, gift. why it hurts me. That's not what I thought you were going to ask. Well, it's why just, you have so much resentment towards, towards Ed, the machine. Okay. Regine. <laughs> all right, I'm going to do my best to... All right, you ever watch The Human Tornado, the movie? Uh, Rita Ray Moore? No. It's the sequel to Dolomite. Uh, no, no. It's so bad, it's good. Okay. You know, it's the acting is terrible, and yeah. the direction doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, it's so just, you hate it because it's bad comedy. You Stay with me. That movie is one of my favorite movies. If you hang out with me for any length of time, yeah. you will watch The Human... Because I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to watch this. Okay. I've seen Dolomite. I have not seen... Dolomite's the same way. Yeah. It's just dog shit, but it's... It's it's, it's 70 cinema. It's beautiful dog shit. Eh. You know? But then there's that movie that's so bad, it just makes you angry. You're like, this 
this is there's no excuse for this. So he feels attacked. <laughs> <laughs> you feel yeah. attacked by Ed. Maybe. Yeah, you do. But it's it's also like the, you <laughs> it's know great I, content I think, because you're angry. I, but. I, think, I think there's a, a degree of like the fucking balls in this guy to have produced this. We live in an age where people can do whatever they want. Have you been but on that, Instagram? Think, right. But I think the difference is this this is not a guy pointing his own camera at his face on the toilet. This is like I went and did this. Yeah. I printed a fucking label. Yeah. On my, and, and on I my got, Epson printer. And, and I got the names all wrong. And I, got, you know, and then I went and performed on a cruise and sold this to somebody else. Wait, wait a second. Uh -huh. you, you left out the cruise part. Uh huh. So, but was his act all these? Is, nope. So he did another act. He does and he an act that we have, again, we have investigated. And I will say this. Reluctantly, he's a cruise comic. He's not that bad. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> That's why you're upset. You're upset because this is shit. This and is his act shit. is good. His act does. I well. knew I could get to the. I'll say this: the three people in this room would probably not laugh at his act, but when you watch yeah. him, he gets a great response. The yeah. crowd fucking loves him. He's yeah. got rhythm. Because we're full of dumb people in this yeah. country. He's got rhythm. <laughs> they, they don't require much. He's got charisma. He's got, he's got wacky he's got facial expressions. Yeah. He's a real comic. Yeah. And the fucking balls on him <laughs> to make this. <laughs> Every real comic does that. He's <laughs> To this? Did you who uh, <laughs> Tim the Toolman never did Listen, this shit? I, I defend it because when I print my own DVDs, I don't have a company fucking do it. And guess what? I put the parental advisory sticker on, I don't put one on there. But if I did, I'd do it myself, number one. No, that's not my problem. You did. You said, hey, look at that sticker on there. He the put the parental sticker right well, on there yeah, himself. because that's part of the joy of how shitty this is. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, he, you're, he's, you're a pro comic. With so is he. Listen, you're a pro comic with chops, and you're going, this is what I do. Would you like to purchase this? This is, mm -hmm. I'm a pro comic with chops, but I would rather dick around in a studio telling jokes that weren't funny the first time and fucking them up and not doing a second take and getting the fucking order wrong on the CD. This is why he moved up to the next level in your company. That right there yeah. is why. He's like, listen, this is all shit. I don't know what you're fucking doing here, but you need to step up the productivity and get rid of this whole fucking organizational bullshit because it's back, it's ass backwards and you're going to lap yourself. You're fucking lapping yourself right now. He's got that zeal to just fucking like push the guy out of the way and I feel like chair. listen I, I feel like this about comics because I've seen a lot of shitty comics dude I've had shitty comics open for me and blah 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 <clears throat> we, we, you know anybody that can get up on stage and do it I give you props for that um, and all the rest is who, who the fuck knows dude I mean there's so many different levels there are guys you know listen there are people that got nominated for best of the bay that I feel like really best of the bay the best comedian in the whole bay mm -hmm. you know and they get nominated because people like them they're popular they got you know they got good they, stage presence whatever it is a computer. they exactly they're printing shit out they got yeah. fucking posters they got the fucking swag and all that shit yeah but they are not releasing uh, 100 shitty street jokes that you stumble through and, and add a bunch of I've not heard any stumbling, first of all. I've heard you have maybe, but the last three. And you, and you keep adding. There was a joke early on where he named, he goes, a white guy, a Chinese guy, and a whatever. By the end of the joke, their ethnicities had nothing to do with where the joke went. <laughs> Just wanted to keep you informed yeah, yeah. of the immigration status yeah. of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> 
So do you see the seething? I no, need him to answer for this. I think it's this. fucking great. I need him to answer for this. I think that's this. hysterical. No, I, he won't. So he won't come on? You can't get him on? Well, we've never tried. You should try to get him on. I think it would be funny as shit. I, I well, we've I, said so much vicious shit yeah. about this guy. I don't know. know. But he doesn't know. Yeah, well, you're I, right. He's still I, printing his stuff off the thing. <laughs> I want to get through the CD first before we try to get him on. <laughs> Just so that way we can be like, we had an odd. We can either end the podcast here or we can try and do. Yeah, the, well, I mean, where do you go from there? Now you have to get the president on. Like, you can't. <laughs> Alan's afraid. <laughs> Alan's afraid he's going to end up in court afterwards. <laughs> I, You know what my sincere, genuine fear would be? Mm-mm. Is that if we got him in this room that I would start being really nice and I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> confront him the way he needed to do. You <laughs> pussy. I know. You're the problem, Alan. Uh-huh. That's why I yell about him in a way that he can't respond to. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you figured it out yet? Now I know the politics comment makes sense. Now he's like, "I'm out. I'm not going to do it." That's you know. That's I I was actually trying to preserve the show. Oh, it's okay. I'm not. I don't talk politics. I no. I do talk. I love to talk politics, but I don't get bent out of shape about it. I know other people do, but I can. I just love a lively debate. I had somebody before say, "Well, you like to argue." I'm like, "You're on Instagram." Arguing with people to comment about your video because there was a car that had flies. I don't. What are you talking right. about? I like to have conversations. I like to explore ideas. I'm not arguing for the sake of arguing. I would never do there, that. There's always that thing where you're communicating with somebody who genuinely just doesn't want to have a conversation. And yeah. It's like, hey, man, why are you even doing this? Like, it's pointless for both of us. Like, <laughs> you could just call me. You could just say, fuck you. And then we could both move on with our day. Well, that's the crowd but, work like, thing, too, to go back to the question about crowd work. Th- that would be my third tip would be, you know, if you start to do crowd work or something, they look like they're not into it. Don't push it. Move yeah. on. Mm. Leave them alone. Yeah. Because it's not going to end well. The, the, all you're going to do is piss them off. The audience is going to fe- feel like you're a jerk. You know what I mean? So. Have you seen the last Garland, Jeff Garland special? No. I can't remember what it's called. It's on Netflix. <clears throat> but he he starts, you know, poking around in the audience. Yeah. And he just finds this guy. And, I, I mean, there's no way it could have been staged. It could have been. But, essentially, Probably he finds not. a guy sitting with a girl. They've known each other since college. But now they're, like, you know, in their 30s and they're friends. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the guy says, well, we've known each other since college, Garland's like, oh. And let's say her name is Julie. He goes, Julie, you don't even know. Your name is in lights in this guy's head. And he spends the next good six minutes constructing this whole scenario where he fell in love with you in college, but you were dating someone else, but then you broke up because he was an asshole, so then he thought he could move in, but then something happened. He had to go to back home for Thanksgiving, and by the time he came back, you had another guy. And dude... I mean, it feels like prepared material, and all he got out of that was we've been friends since college. Yeah. That was the that took yeah. him on this whole like tapestry journey that he just created in front of the audience. It's fucking amazing. I did that a, about six months ago with a, a guy that lived in the woods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. They, they live out off of the river, and I got hired to this private party. And he was he had cancer. So I was walking through the woods, and I saw this guy. <laughs> And I just started riffing. Yeah. We were at the Koa <laughs> campground. 
Uh, I know I got hired to his birthday party. He's dying of cancer. And so his wife hired me. And it was funny because before the show started, I said, oh, is that your husband? She said, yeah. I said, does he like comedy? No, not really. I, I do. And I'm like, oh, oh, great. Good good present for the man who's dying of cancer. <laughs> yeah. So I get to stand there by the tent. I wonder why he has cancer. Because he's been dealing with that shit for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was something else. It's like, but hey, I, honey, for one of your final memories, do you just want to be miserable for like an hour, like yeah. maybe an He's hour? He's never period? gone on vacation where he wants to go. <laughs> he had the number of kids she said. He didn't. <laughs> he was, uh, I, they lived on the river, and I, I tried to do the little crowd work, and he was kind of hesitant and everything. So I did the same thing. I just started making shit up. I'm like, I remember the last time I found out about Barbara. I remember when I went on, I found out about Bob. And he came to the mouth of the Delta River <laughs> on a raft that he constructed out of logs. Well, or, you know, great. just all this stuff. And he came down. And then he met Tanya, you know. <laughs> and together they fashioned this lovely home out of redwood and spruce and some, you know, air plants and just all this bullshit, dude. They fucking loved it. But I call it, I have a name for it. I, I, the storytelling, and then also looking at somebody and just making an assumption. I call it assumptive stereotyping. I stereotype mm, people right. based on what I see. It's dangerous. It's not a racial mm -hmm. thing. It's more of a what kind of clothes, what sort of uh, econom uh, economical right. mannerisms. Yeah, well, how they, do they look rich? Do they look country? Do they look urban? Do they look, right. do they look uh, you know, uh, country? Whatever it is, I try to figure it out. I've been right quite a few times. Picked a few attorneys out. Yeah. Let me just say that. Oh, wow. A attorneys stand out. For, I don't know what it is with my brain. But it's, I'm like, that, it's that their hair is so perfect. It kind of <laughs> looks like it's glued on. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they, they have a machine. <laughs> That like presses their hair on their head every morning. It's interesting about Ed. Going back to Ed, <laughs> <clears throat> do we have to? Yeah, <laughs> because I think it's an interesting dichotomy. There, you know, Ed is the last of this dying breed of comedians that thinks that the racial stereotypes are still okay, and you know, and uh, you know, with like they make jokes about gay people because they, ooh, I wouldn't want to be gay. Right. Like right. Kevin Hart stepped into that clearly. Right. So you know, and I, I used to do a joke where I would call, I just say, what kind of car do you drive? And they'd be like, oh, Prius. And I'd be like, hey, you know. And I used to, I'd go, you fag. Mm -hmm. And I didn't mean it in a gay way. I meant like a dork, you know what I'm right. saying? But somebody said, hey, man, you know, you're emasculating this person. You're not. And I'm like, get the fuck. I, I was I, like totally Bill Burr. I'm like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. I, and then I thought about it. I thought, eh, maybe not that word. I, right. I actually, I think it was like just before the pandemic, I was working on a bit where I was talking about that because like we had done this thing for Tampa News Force where like <clears throat> publicity event bunch of dudes dancing in their underwear on the street yeah. holding up signs for like Tampa News Force. Yeah. They were supposed to be doing an interview, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing that caught my mind in that situation is like, I realized how much things have changed right. because some dude pulled up next to us and said, hey, you fat faggot, Ugh. right? And I was so upset, not because he had called me a faggot, but because he had called me fat. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that's how I know things have changed. Because in the 90s, like you would fight a oh, dude. Oh yeah. That's like you would murder a dude because he called you that. Yeah. And like right. now I'm like, oh, like, dude, I, like, I know have... so many cool gay people. Like, why can't you call me that? Like I, I used to have a bit, and I, I don't even know how relevant this bit is anymore, but I used to have a bit about how um I've had multiple gay friends who have told me they thought I was bisexual. Yeah. And the the crux of the bit was like, you know, there was a time in my life that that would have really fucked me up. 
But I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you know something I don't. I don't well, who cares? If I'm bisexual, okay, fine. Sometimes I fuck dudes too. I've got who a, cares? Yeah, you know? I got a crowd work bit that's on YouTube where I say to a guy, I'm like, you know, uh, how many? I, I used to say this on my show. How many people think I'm gay? Because it happened a lot, and people would applause. And I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, like that. And I'm like, even the gay guy thinks I'm fucking gay. You know, I don't do that bit anymore. But in retrospect, I'm like, mm. but we. I uh, my sketch comedy, uh, sketch comedy thing that I did. I was in different groups, so I had an improv group called the Charming Hooligans. We opened for Dave Chappelle at USF doing improv comedy like Whose Line Is Anyway with video sketches. Right? We had taped a couple of video sketches on VHS. One of them was called Skittles. <clears throat> and at the time, Skittles, their their byline for their ad was Taste the Rainbow. Mm -hmm. So basically, the sketch was guys eating Skittles, and then they turn gay. And and I mean, like, flaming gay. Like yeah. a sailor hat, and yeah, and we'd prance around, yeah. And I worked with some guys that were in my troupe that were, like, into gothic dance and stuff like that. So they they were the end of the androgynous sort of blurring of mm -hmm. things. So it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't like macho guys going, gay dudes, we were just whatever. But man, when we played that, it, it, you could see people, like, going... You know, they couldn't really, and I don't even think we could even play it nowadays. I don't think right. it would I don't even. Think, I, yeah. There's, there's a yeah. huge. I don't want to say actually. Let me rephrase that. It's not necessarily a huge gulf, but there's definitely a gulf between what we used to consider as like this is okay. Again, back in the '90s, somebody calls somebody the F word. Look, watch Friends. Half of the jokes on Friends are just like. Huh, Ross is possibly gay. Right. And, you know, like, right. you watch that episode now and you're like, uh, so Ross yeah. would probably do better if he yeah. was. Like, he doesn't do well with women. He might, you know, maybe a little less drama in Ross's life. I used, to have a joke, I used to have a joke just like that. I was like, okay, so let's say I was wrong all these years and then I one day found out I was gay. What what happens? Now I just date dudes who treat me like shit. It's not going to See, my gay joke is completely different. I'm like, I don't know what it is between gay men and lesbians, but you guys have like an underworld battle going on where you hate each other and like the gays hate them. And I asked one of the gay people one time, I was like, what the gay guys? I'm like, what? Why come you don't like the lesbians? They're like, oh, they're too loud. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then I asked those, why do you like, they're like too much drama with the gay guys. I'm like, holy shit, man. That's great. Uh, it's a, but that comes from a true thing. I'm not making an right. assumption about gay people. I actually asked, and but even that, when you're straight and you talk about, especially me, dude, I'm straight and white. I can't. I'm not allowed to say shit about anything anymore. <laughs> well, I think I, I think maybe part of it too. This might be a little too serious, but like, <clears throat> I, I I think the public consciousness has expanded. Meaning, when what was that show called? Will and Grace came on. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was what. For many Americans, yeah, the coming out that was the only exposure they had to gay people, right? And was he, this was Sean this, Hayes, yeah, yeah, that whatever that guy's name, yeah, thank you, yep. And so, we in our attempts to create acceptance, mm -hmm. the thing went around the other direction, and we created like, if you are gay, you must be X, right? And then I'll never forget, it was like 2000. <clears throat> and I was working at a restaurant, and there was a dude that I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. This guy named Ford. By the way, what's more manly than Ford? Pretty manly name. Deep voice. Or gay porn name. Yeah. <laughs> Deep voice, elbows out. Yeah. Give you a noogie. Queer right. as a football bat. Yeah. I mean, just, he yeah. would pull out pictures of this little white boy and go, that's my puppy. Like, and I, and I never. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it was his puppy. Okay. I just, and it, 
because my exposure to homosexuals was Will and Grace, yeah. I was like, oh, they can they can be like this dude right. who's a gross dude. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That, and I think, I, I guess my point is, I would imagine most of the 17-year-olds today mm-hmm. have a lot of gay friends that are just boring dudes or pretty girls, whatever, you know. Right. That, that's one thing that I, I don't want to use the word confront, but that's one thing I've been questioning in recent years. And I'm, I actually talked to a bunch of, you know, friends of mine who are lesbians because, like, I wanted, I've been trying to figure this out for the longest time. There's like what we consider the butch lesbian and mm-hmm. the lipstick lesbian. Mm-hmm. And the thing about butch lesbians that I've never quite understood is like I get being butch as like a whole attitude kind of thing, but like you've chosen the worst traits about men to replicate in your own lives. The like, mullet? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's like the mullet, the spitting, like the shitty clothing. It's like those are what we look at other guys. They're like, you look fucking like shit, Greg. <laughs> Why did you pick this to emulate? Like, right. Is that a rat tail, Greg? <laughs> right. Remember, remember, it was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Remember that yeah. show? Yeah. I remember at the time probably being still a little bit of that 90s homophobia living in me. And even I <clears throat> responded poorly to that idea. I was like, so you're telling me that this is what gay means? That right. you have to be this queeny guy in thousand dollar shirts right. who dresses up schlubby straight guys. That sure. that's what it means to you're telling me that that's what it means to be a homosexual. Yeah, and, and I think like you know I had a bit about it at the time where I was like, you know, if I'm gonna take fashion advice, it's not gonna be from those dudes. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, no offense to them, if that's the way you dress, great, but I'm not dressing like that. <laughs> right. I'm not doing that. So and I don't know how that would be perceived now. Would it be perceived? Because I look, I don't give a crap. I've said this many times on stage. I don't care what you do with your penis, okay? Or your vagina. I don't care. As long as you're a decent person and you don't yep. hurt anybody, I don't care what you do in your bedroom. I don't think it's important. That, that, I never understood the coming out parade. Like, I get that you feel the need to be accepted, but I don't I don't tell people what type of sex I have. We I don't have that discussion with people. I, I don't know. Yeah. Straight yeah. people never talk about it. So it was always that was always kind of off-putting. Not that I not that I think that they shouldn't, but I just don't understand it. I just that, don't get feel the need. So, but like, I don't live their life, so I don't know. Right, and so that's when you're when you were t- saying earlier about being like a straight white male and yeah. not having the space to comment on it. Right, it, that well, is not one of those, on Facebook. Right, well, that's <laughs> one of those things where it's like what you said at the end of like I, I don't understand it, yeah, and I don't know how to comment at. on it. It's yeah, there's a lot of moments where it's like I get that I don't live your life. Right. So, like, you understand the need that they have, but not where it comes from. Right. Or how so, it, I I go, yeah. hey man, if you need the parade, hands down, I will fucking build the float with you. So, how where are you at you on know? the gender pronoun thing? Is that messing with your head? Because I am confused as hell. I I get I, it and I respect it, but also I'm like, I don't want to play. You're, I don't right. want to play that game with I you. I think there's gotta come. You know, this is coming from the person it's coming from, so let's all just say that up front. (laughs) Okay, Alan. Well, also the skin and the sexuality and the whole, yeah. Right. But but here's the thing. Let me just preface you by saying, you you have that right to have that opinion, Alan. That's that's what I was just saying a minute ago. Somehow we're not allowed to have an opinion. I'm like, look, I I don't hate you. I am all for rational extensions of something. Yeah. Meaning, there came a point where Asian people were like, can we stop with the Oriental thing? Yeah. And Asian was a natural 
reasonable right. extent. Oh, but now Asian it's not. makes sense. But now it's oh, not. Oh, it isn't? I didn't even know that. I don't that. think so. Let's assume it is, because who knows? <laughs> the so, people uh, that make uh, the yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. So let's assume that Asian is a, a reasonable alternative to Oriental. Yeah. Like, don't just make up some new shit. Right. Zimzer <clears throat> is not a natural extension of something. What did you just say? That's a real thing. What what is it? Zim. Yeah. Z I M Zer Z E R. Was that an acronym for something? Those are pronouns that people say I go by Zim Zer. Zim Zer? Uh-huh. Like uh, that's I'm, a variation yeah, of I, him and her? I wish to God I was making well, this I'll up. Oh, I'll Google it when I get home. This I haven't gone through the thing. whole list. I've, so it's like I know like the top twenty, I think. I'm with you. I've I've had some trans friends. I have some trans I don't yeah. I just don't care. Right. But like but they, but they feel they, the need to be identified. The, the they thing, yeah, that is kind of natural. There are grammatical um, justifications for using they as a singular. That is a reasonable extension. When you're re- referring to one person, mm-hmm. are you talking about one, as far as psychology? If psychology? one, if if one wants to go to their car, mm-hmm. then was, they go. To that their was car. singular. Yeah, okay. That was singular. Singular. But it's not attached yeah. to gender or sexuality. It's right. more. It's more. But yeah. again, the whole going from Oriental to Asian. Right. There is, I think, a justifiable, rational leap from only him, her, to them, they. Yeah. If 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 you live in a more nebulous world and you need that honored, I think that's a word that justifiably exists in the English language. Yeah. Them, they got it. Yeah. But once you start. Just coming up with shit. <laughs> Zimzer, that doesn't... You made that up. You yeah. made that up. That, I, I'm okay <laughs> with any of it, <clears throat> even the made-up stuff, <clears throat> as long as you, you're not penalizing people for not following your protocol. Yes. I have a problem with the with with the subjugation of people not wanting to do it. Like, you know, when they get mad that you didn't do it right. And some act like it's an affront to them. I, I don't care. I mean, okay, yeah, whatever. There, there is always that thing where it's like it's tough. There, there's a difference between I'm committing a slur right. against somebody, of course, and versus tripping, right? I mean, like, look, I bet there's a 70 year old guy out there with really good heart who still says colored. Yeah, my you grandmother, I mean? <laughs> your grandmother. She's 104. She yeah. lives in a nursing yeah. home, and the, it's all the nurses are black, and she calls them the colors. And every now and again, I'm like, wait, don't do say that anymore. Yeah, right. And she <laughs> thinks she's doing it. She that's her PC. She thinks she's being respectful. Well, I don't think she would know? ever use the N-word. I don't think I've ever heard her say that. My father was in prison for a while, and he he's passed away, but he used that word here and there. And, um, yeah, a few times I, I was like, dude, you, you know, I got friends but, that use that as the term of endearment. White guys, and I'm like, you know, on the phone, I'm like, I don't say something, but I feel like saying, hey, dude, really? <laughs> what well, are you doing? So, so, like, that's kind of what I'm getting at, though, is, like, there's a difference between saying a slur because you're intending to put somebody down right. and Context saying... Hey, uh, this is, you know, this is Lauren, she, and then it's like, well, how could you call me a she? Don't you understand? And it's like, we just need to identify who you are for the purposes of this conversation. Yeah. I will write my essay of an apology later. <laughs> later. Can we just finish ordering at McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, boys, I'm starting to feel like shit, so... I got vaxxed yesterday, so I just feel like... Oh, did you? Yeah. Which one did you get? That was my booster. You got uh, the booster? I got the Moderna booster. What? How long ago did you get your vaccine? Is it over eight months? Uh, yeah. No, I got one in May. 
But I'm 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 immune compromised. I see. So I, I see. Good for you. That's why he's got to be extra careful. All right. And I'm, um, I'm I've been feeling like crap for the last ten minutes. Well, you listen, Alan. You even though you felt like crap and you're all vaxxed up, you did a hell of a job. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> and and you did too. And we appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Plug shit. Uh, gorgeouscomedy.com. All my tour dates are on there. All nine of them. Thanks, pandemic. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, the podcast is coming soon. I'm going to get back. We had double special. You can find that on iTunes. Old episodes there. Um, but yeah, Gorgeous Comedy. G-O-R-G-E-S comedy.com. At Gorgeous Comedy on Twitter and Instagram and all that crap. So how about this? So how about this? How about this? Yeah, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are So How About This, followed by the number one. Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.